0: This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.
1: The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Van Garrett Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, Founder and Chief Marketing Officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? This is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO, to email campaigns, to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, two R's, two T's, or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801 386 3896. Mention this ad and get a hundred bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801 386 3896 or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness Podcast. Share Your Hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green.
2: Okay, welcome to Share Your Hotness with my dear friend, Shayla Dawn, and I am really thankful you're on because not only are you my friend, but you're also the producer, one of the producers of the show. Yeah. So you're, it's like you and Chris are who talked me into doing this, and I went kicking and screaming into <laughs> um, <laughs> and expanding my platform, which is a, a funny thing because you guys are like, no, you can do it. So... We had this huge conversation and it was so beautiful and I cried and part of it and you smiled, you know, and it was just this beautiful thing. And I was like, why weren't we recording? And you had the same thoughts too.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
2: So I feel like we should do a little bit of background to set up for this conversation. Agreed? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I am, if you look at me other than being incredibly good looking, the irony being that today I don't have makeup on when we record, but I spent 30 years almost in the beauty industry. I'm a trained image consultant, makeup artist. I don't care what I drive, and I drive a minivan. And that's funny because in Utah, we call them the Mormon assault vehicles,
3: <laughs> and
2: you could easily lose a minivan in a parking lot of minivans. So this is just a little bit of information that you look at me, and you might make a judgment about who I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, and I'll let you... Yeah. I'll let you describe you for the listeners.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I would say that taking a look at me, someone might make some assumptions as well. I am a um, assigned female at birth, but identify as non-binary. I have a shaved head. I don't really wear makeup at all. Um, I wear a lot of black and... yeah. And, and part of the queer community. And it's it, a lot of people could make some interesting uh, assumptions about so the, about me.
2: Yeah. So the reason I think that's important to set it up is because mm-hmm. somebody might go, well, how are they friends? Yeah. How How did that happen? And it happened because Chris now make sure I call him your husband, Chris. Is that the correct term?
0: Sure. Or, yeah. Wow um it's, it's either one works for him he identifies as as uh, cis so um he said signed female or male at birth and that's how he identifies so. okay so
2: um he was recording me doing a testimonial for one of his other one of your other clients of your media company Mm -hmm. And he reached out to me. And typically when a man reaches out to me and says, hey, I'd really like to go to lunch with you. I'm like, thanks. I already have a husband, really happy with him. And I don't say it quite like that, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't do lunch with men. And he goes, oh, no, no. I would be bringing my business partner and and my wife, or I don't remember exactly. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, perfect. So I just don't have the appearance of showing up on dates with men.
0: Right, yeah. And
2: I'm incredibly friendly. So I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea About my commitment to my marriage or be flirting with me and breaking hearts because I'm so adorable.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Right? Agreed. So we end up having this lunch, and you two just showed up completely out of actual networking, getting Mm -hmm. to know me, knowing my business. And at not one point did I hear the Jaws soundtrack in the background, you know, of (laughs) you coming towards me to grab my business and I said well I do have this crazy idea which was the share your hotness video series
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and everyone else had always told me that was a dumb idea there'd be no ROI in it and I'm like well that's the funny thing about me I do things because they feel right Mm -hmm. and you guys got tears in your eyes especially you Mm -hmm. and I was like well they're the ones that have to do it and so we started working together yeah Yep. And we would show up in public and sometimes you could kind of see people going, especially the day that I showed up as Mrs. Utah wearing the crown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were people looking at me and looking at you guys and being like, why are these together? Yeah. Yep. And the reason is, is because we both love heart and that's how we make mm-hmm. judgments about
0: people. Absolutely. Yep.
2: So you're the person that I'm always able to go to, to explain the brave new world of the LGBT community Mm
3: -hmm. because
2: even though I've lived in populations and I'm very comfortable with it, there's terminology and words that I'm not familiar with. And I want to be empathetic and kind and I don't wanna hurt someone and words are powerful. And Mm -hmm. I still can't say the Q word because of where I came from. Like when you said it, I cringed.
3: Yeah, Because it sounds
2: like the N word to me Mm -hmm. because I always heard it spoken in hate. Right. So I'm like, I can't I can't say that word.
0: And that's okay. Yep, yeah. That's okay.
2: So let let's let's give them a little bit about what we went into. I was asking particularly about the she, they, he pronouns. Mm-hmm. So pretend like uh we didn't just have this conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. Um, I think that there was um, I think you expressed a little bit of confusion as to First of all, um, if someone has more than one pronoun, why? Uh, A question was, does that mean that this is, part of that is their gender identity and part of that is like their relational preference? And also I can see how it could be confusing if a person identifies as they or non-binary that why would they then choose a he or she as another pronoun? Exactly. I was like, yeah.
2: I, I don't, because you know, English grammar is not necessary. This is why I have editors in my
0: life. Right.
2: <laughs> but I look at that English grammar and I'm like, they don't, they don't go together.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. I came to a realization during that conversation that we had, uh, that I didn't share with you and I'll have, I'm happy to do that here. Um, but first, um, My explanation was that some people, even though they don't necessarily identify as male or female, they may feel a pull to more like energetically, more masculine or feminine. And a lot of people then choose their pronouns based on that. So rather than saying, I choose he because I'm a man, it's more of, I choose he because I feel more masculine. And anyone can feel masculine at any point, regardless of what their assigned gender is. Interestingly, as we were talking about that, I realized for myself that I have been using she and they, so she slash they as my pronouns. And I put that in my email signature, it's in my Zoom um, name, place, it's, um, it's everywhere. But I realized in that conversation that I don't feel a draw to the more feminine side of gender. I feel a draw more towards either neutral or masculine. Right, right. And I've been choosing she because it's what I've always known. Okay, not and so, because of what I feel.
2: So how does how how do you express that? Do you because he. Mm-hmm. So is there like a neutral term? They. Okay, but they're yeah. you would be dropping the she is what you're saying?
0: Potentially, yeah. It's something that I don't uh, feel negatively about being called she and or anything. I'm I think that there are some people who are very insistent upon which pronouns best fit them, and that's fine. I personally feel like it's a personal journey for me and how I feel inside is my business. And while I may ask that people at least respect that it's my journey, um, I don't expect them to always get pronouns correct. That's uh, I just- That's
2: gracious because I have encountered situations and we talked about when I go up and I assume gender, mm-hmm. you know, I say something to someone, you know, he, she, whatever. And, they, and my cue has always been, if they kind of go give me like a body language, Mm-hmm. Thing, and I wait in sign something. language, and so I say, "Oh, and I just kind of open it up, and I'm a little bit more bold than some mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit more aware of body language than some because of my right. years in the deaf culture, and so I'll even pick up on a little tightening of the eye and mm-hmm. I'll say, Oh, I misspoke or what how could I have said that better, or something like that, And then some people will actually get angry,
3: mm-hmm. and that
2: makes it very uh uh I don't know. I've, I've heard people and I don't, I don't feel like I have too many friends that are like, ah, but you know, you see it okay. on social media that get mm-hmm. all offended on both sides. Right. Well, so how can we, as you know, the, the religious right, which neither you nor I were saying we're spokespeople for our groupings that people might Correct. put us in. Right. Um, right. But you would assume I'm in the religious right. And I am religious. Mm-hmm. And you would assume by looking at you that you're in the LGBT community. And we are constantly put in this them and contradiction. Yeah, us and them that we're fighting and that we shouldn't like each other. And we've talked about this a lot of times, how funny it is that people seem so surprised we're such good friends. And it's like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't we be? Yes. Why wouldn't we be? We show up professionally the same way. Mm -hmm. We have the level of integrity that we hold ourselves to why wouldn't we be friends but we're aware enough that we don't look like we're in the same community group right so in this conversation how can we for the person that's offended what could the person who's on the outside i'm using that in quotations Mm -hmm. of the lgbt community Mm -hmm. how could they do that better how could they help people not be as offended how what words are
0: better to use sure um Honestly, there are two things that come to mind. Um, And you and I spoke about one of these, actually both of these things. One of those being, um, I have started to get in the habit of when I introduce myself to someone or I am being introduced to someone, I immediately ask their pronouns. It avoids any guessing, it avoids offending someone, and it shows that you're aware. you're aware and you are paying attention and you this is a thing that is very actively being spoken about in the world right now regardless of what community you belong to um so that's number one number two would be if you don't feel good about asking someone their pronouns if it just feels weird or um you feel a little which i I outed
2: myself that i was like okay uh I feel like I'm really good with people. I'm People often are drawn into conversation with me, which is why we're doing this whole kind of thing because mm-hmm. I, I love people. And to go up to somebody and be like, hey, what's your pronouns? Feels weird to me. Right. And <laughs> right after right. we were talking, I thought, well, I'm sure it felt weird to people in the South to refer to a Black person with, sir, you know, white people, right. you know what I mean? That that would have been, a weird transition. And I've had experiences mm-hmm. in my life where I've referred to older people of color with respectful titles and they seem confused by that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm just kind of like, well, that's how I was taught. And we're all children of God. Right. Right? right. So I'm, I am that person. That's kind of like, I don't see me going up to people and being like, Hey, what are your pronouns?
0: Right. And yeah. I don't
2: feel the need to label my pronouns. I mean, I feel more mm-hmm. of the need to put she's a Jesus lover than, than what my pronouns were. Sure. So there's this weird gap and yet there are people who have really real feelings about this and you don't want to be offensive. You don't want to
0: seem like you don't care. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if an alternative to that is simply using their name, um, most people that I've come across are not only either just okay with or prefer just their name as a pronoun. So just referring to them as their name. So if they're being I introduced to is, you, yeah. yeah, if they're being introduced to you, then likely you're being given whatever name they they go by. So whether that's the name they were given at birth or that's the name they chose for themselves, either way, you're probably being introduced to them or them to you as they prefer to be called. If that changes, usually that would be built over time as far as trust goes. And they would say, you know, actually I prefer this. Right. I don't
2: have a problem with that because, you know, I am called hotness Mm -hmm. and sometimes I introduce myself as hotness. Yeah. And People adapt to that, so I don't have a problem. Even though I've had people be like, "You're not that hot," I'm like, "Just wait till you get to know me." So I feel like how we choose to label ourselves is a very powerful thing, mm-hmm. and our names. You know, when I got married, I had a legal name change from my maiden name to to yes. connotate this new awareness and this new who I was. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: yeah, so I don't feel like that's a hard thing at all, even if the name doesn't match what I'm seeing. You know, mm-hmm. so if somebody that presents as female is saying "Call me Bob," knowing my big mouth, I'd probably be like, "Well, that's a weird name for a girl. Tell me how you got that name," and that could be potentially <laughs> offensive.
0: Could be interesting, right? Right, right. But
2: I think I might get away with it, but not all of our listeners have this cute little smirk on their face that says, "I love you." It's going to be okay. Yeah. But even <laughs> I have had a couple of people that are offended mm-hmm. because I I said to somebody, I said, "Hey guys." And it was a group of women and someone who has transitioned from male to female. Mm -hmm. And so they were very upset that I said, hey, guys. And I just said, look, we women have been called guys and men and mankind for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to be offensive, but you don't need to get upset that I'm referring to this group of people Mm -hmm. in a language familiar to all women as I'm looking at you were, so is that just because we have that pendulum swing of sensitivity?
0: Um, I think so. I think that there's been a lot wrapped up in gender, not just in our lifetimes, but always, there's always been a lot wrapped up in gender and people are beginning to take that back and create their own individual ownership of that rather than falling under in some sort of basket of what that means as far as society goes. I think we're going to be seeing more and more of these, um, just having to get used to an evolution in in our vocabulary where I have, I think for the most part, successfully begun to train my brain into avoiding things like dude and guys um or ladies and gentlemen and things like that and saying y'all I think that's one of my very favorite words. Yes.
2: Yes. Y'all that it's yes. a southern word that once you live in the South or you just have a Southern friend, there is no proper English for that phrase. And it is a required con it's it's perfect. I love
0: y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love and it. It's, a, and I, it's yeah. gender neutral. It applies to everyone and it's friendly. Mm-hmm. So rather than saying friends when you're speaking to a group of strangers, that's a little too friendly. Where they're like, "Wait a minute, I'm not your friend," because right. that would be my reaction if someone I didn't know said that to to me to a group of people. Like if I'm I not your had a friend.
2: conversation with you, of and yeah, it can be a little yeah. manipulative too. Like what I think right. you're going to that it's like you're trying to sell me something and you're calling me friend. Yeah, exactly you know, exactly. or, or maybe I don't really vibe with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep. y'all, we, that, that should be the takeaway for sure. If nobody mm-hmm. hears the rest, cause we're going to go a little deeper Yes. because I think you and I are one of the, maybe a few of these divergent groups that can have this conversation. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there are people from the LGBT community that I, cause I don't feel the need to label myself an ally. of people of color or the LGBT community. I just feel like who I am, you should just assume that I'm an, I'm an ally. I don't need to label that I'm an ally.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And I, because I'm very against labeling things, Mm -hmm. because I think we should be defined by who we are as a character and that labels have been used so harshly. Right. So I have um so i'm a a very confident at this point female Mm -hmm. who has no problem walking into a room and going and talking to the most powerful person in the room
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and those are characteristically male traits so when you talk about the masculine energy i'm like yeah i bench press 165 pounds at 15 definitely would be considered in the lgbt community more of a he
0: then as far as behavior goes yeah right
2: Mm -hmm. but i'm in the beauty industry and i present very female but in the beauty industry i joke that i look amish (laughs) you know because i'm not that that much maintenance done to me right Right. so um one of the deeper conversations we went into which i think is a big source of division and Mm -hmm. i actually did a little bit of homework in between our conversation and So about children and the LGBT community and transitioning mm-hmm. specifically is something that, uh, you know, there's that dad that I just found out that he's lost custody of his kid. And I think mm-hmm. he, um, he wanted his, his child to remain the sex that they were at birth and mm-hmm. mom and the child wanted to transition. And he decided to make that public and mm-hmm. get into the court of opinion. And I think when you take a family matter, to the court of public opinion, uh, and to me, that's bad parenting.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. You know, because yeah. um, I, I'm not. I'm pretty open, but I'm not going to tell you uh, what my kid might be struggling with in this moment, because mm-hmm. that's right. private to my child. Right. Yeah. And now this child is locked in because it's now public. Mm-hmm. And so I personally the, just so I'm outing myself so everyone kind of knows my stance and why we want to have this discussion is I do not believe that a child can give consent in any way.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Financially, we can't sign contracts as children. We, you know, we can't have, you know, there's all these privileges that we don't have because we don't have consent. And I really like to advocate for that because as a child being molested from two and a half to 14, Mm -hmm. if you had asked me what love was at 14, Right. I would have, I would have told you that I wanted to marry the man that was molesting me. I would have described mm-hmm. that as love. Mm-hmm. And so the religious right says, well, the only reason, and I'm, this is not my words. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only reason that these kids want to be um, changing their sex is because they have been brainwashed by their community, blah, 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 you know, kind right. of. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I f- I um and then on the other side you have the people that detransition and they say, you know, I was too young to make that decision.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So where does the LGBT community, cause I'm I'm like, you start telling me that kids gonna make a life altering decision? I want to leave that up to the parents to decide because I want to teach my kids about Jesus and I don't want the courts deciding if I get to do that. So yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. brainwashing my kids too, right? Absolutely. On one side of the coin. Right. But parents do have the right to raise their children how they see fit. And now it's becoming a legal issue. It's becoming so divisive. Right. How do we as individuals navigate that? That's big. Yeah, um, that's why we're that's, having the conversation because somebody yes. needs to hear it.
0: <laughs> right, absolutely. And I will say that regardless of what community anyone comes from, there are going to be extremes. There are going to be people who who choose to allow their 10-year-old child to make a uh, surgical or hormonal decision. And there will be people in the same community who will not, would not allow such a thing um, for the same reasons that you're, that you're talking about. Right. And in
2: the religious community, there are right. people that would never let, um, you know, their, their 13 year old daughter wear makeup. Right. And they would view that and uh, not my religious community, but I've, you know, I have friends in the makeup world who cry and they tell me this story of how they'd sneak to school and wear makeup. And I was the one putting makeup on those girls.
3: Mm -hmm. right and so i
2: kind of see it as the same thing it's like i'm interested i'm curious about this Mm -hmm. um and i and i feel like it's stepping into empathy to say okay even if i don't understand and Mm -hmm. my two children are male and female there is no my son is stereotypically male my daughter is stereotypically female right there's never been any questioning And so I I want to say to myself, I would always support my child regardless of their decisions, even if that were to step out of our religion, Mm -hmm. which is very precious to me. I can't imagine that these group of parents with all these transitioning children are doing it out of some kind of ulterior motive to hurt their child.
0: Right, right. And at the end of the day, what I always have to keep in mind, whether it's politics related, religion related. Gender related, doesn't matter what it is. At the end of the day, most parents and most people all want the same thing. We want clean water. We want healthy food. We want access to resources. We want our kids to be happy and healthy. And I think that parents can very easily be, especially depending on their situation, be pulled in one direction or another because that's where they find support. And I, I can't speak for the um, LGBTQ community as a whole, but in my experience, what I've seen is that most people are just wanting to save their child's life mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, I it doesn't parents... always. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I saw my parents go to huge
2: extremes to help mm-hmm. my brother with drugs mm-hmm. and you know, financially reverse their security. Right. And that was a needed and good thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And right. so um, you know, we don't know. I think sometimes the religious right, uh again, I'm also not a spokesperson for all people mm-hmm. of faith, right? Right, right. But um, you know, I know that God is a loving God. Mm-hmm. I know that He made each of us with so much love and so much purpose. But because we're human there are flaws in each of us. Mm -hmm. And so if there's ever something I can't understand, I just put it in the, that's their cross to bear. You know, Mm -hmm. to use a since we're all in the Southern terms, right? Right. Because that's just their thing they have to deal with. And Mm -hmm. so if it's same gender attraction, being stuck in a body, um, being a sex addict, being a drug addict, being selfish, because the greatest sin is not who we sleep with. Mm -hmm. The greatest sin is that of pride. Right. Which is yeah. removing God from your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I just assume if I look in someone's eyes and I see that light, they're doing their best. And that's how I right. make a judgment. And if they're, yeah. that doesn't mean I only see that in people in church.
0: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I think approaching everyone, regardless of what their situation is, and sometimes especially because of what their situation is, looking at that person as a human, just doing their best. I tell my kids, my, my kids are teenagers and I tell them all the time. And especially when we're met with some challenges based in, you know, growth and evolution and normal growing in from a teenager to an adult is that, listen, I'm, I've am i never done this before. And <laughs> this is, I'm just <laughs> figuring it out as we go, just like you are. Yeah. So, you're my
2: first kid that I've gotten to raise. So, um, you know, 20 years from now, we'll know how I screwed up and that's right. why i a therapist.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I, I think that having humility, realizing that someone else is struggling and just like, and maybe not in the exact same way, but everyone has their own struggle, whatever it is, it's all relative. Not one is bigger or worse than another and just appreciating and respecting that someone is have going on their journey and that's for them and they're just doing the best that they can it goes a long way to be able to communicate with that with someone about that like I may not understand your your faith because that's not where I come from right but You're You're I respect about
2: Jesus all the time no <laughs> yeah no,
0: and we're not. still friends Absolutely. I I don't necessarily understand that for myself personally, but I understand that it's important to you. And I understand that you're doing your best and you're out there doing what you love and you grant me the same respect. It's important that regardless of what the situation or the issue is, that that's how we approach each other. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what it's about as long as we approach each other that way. Yeah, you
2: know, putting the hands to heaven. Right. Because, yeah. um, I think that we get so tunnel vision in how we see the world. Yeah. And we forget that, you know, because of how I see it, I see there's a God up there who loves everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know what trials we don't know. We can't look into people's heart like God can. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking to someone who may not be as, you know, view the world and everyone's child of God, like I do, Mm -hmm. But you still view everybody in the same general sense that everyone's a human and deserves respect. There's this commonality. There's this bond there, but we Mm -hmm. see it a little bit differently, but we get so tunnel visioned in to, if somebody doesn't see it the way I do, then they must hate me. And you're seeing that Mm -hmm. message so much out there. And I just kind of want to go out to people and kind of shake them. Mm -hmm. because As I've often said, there's just a handful of verses in the Bible talking about, um, you know, something related to the LGBT community, Mm -hmm. but there's a whole lot more about pride, right? A whole lot more about judging thy thy neighbor. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bible also has some pretty weird verses about women,
0: right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know?
2: And so I, I look at it as this is still eternal principles that matter, but God's the one who judges our individual stuff and you Mm -hmm. don't get my religious zeal, and I may not get, you know, but I just don't really care who you sleep with. Right, right. Which is the next part I wanna go into.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Really quick, before we transition, um, I saw something on social media that I think can really help some people put things into perspective when it comes to a person's gender identity. And so I'm just going to read it to you. I wish I knew who originally posted this or said it. I don't know or else I would quote them. So um, it says a friendly reminder that you don't need to fully understand the nuances of gender identity to know that each individual person knows who they are better than you ever will. Amen.
1: The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Vanguard Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? (laughs) This is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO, to email campaigns, to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, 2Rs, two 2Ts, two or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801 386 3896. Mention this ad and get a hundred bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896 or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media.
2: Amen. We only know. Oh, I love that so much. Because we only know our own hearts.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And if
2: anyone's ever been judged and Mm -hmm. you're just shocked and horrified that someone is misconstruing you, how could that happen? Because you Mm -hmm. are so clear.
3: If right. you just
2: step in the he, she, they community's feet, you mm-hmm. might go, oh, that's, I don't have to understand it all. Right. I don't get to understand it all. That's not yeah. my omnipotence, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Or omniscience is, would be the, <laughs> right. The all-knowing, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't have to, our job is to love each other. And we don't yeah. know that we just Absolutely.
3: don't.
2: And mm-hmm. if we're if that's a family member, wouldn't you, if you're a religious person, want to pray to understand?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Right. Instead of yep. you hear about children getting um, kicked out of their homes for being gay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I literally cannot imagine yeah, doing that yeah. to my child. I just can't right. even wrap my mind around it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, my brother, agree. um, you know, it's his story, but there, you know, he was on drugs and he was you know, not in his right mind. And he wasn't able to live in our home. And even though my parents could completely intellectualize, understand why that was unsafe for the younger two siblings. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't their choice. It was this, you know, because of his criminal activity. Mm -hmm. um, It was heartbreaking to them to have their minor child not be in their home.
0: Absolutely.
2: Even though he was difficult at the time. I mean, he's a huge teddy bear, right? But you know, it's intellectually that you could completely understand why this cannot happen,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? But
2: yet, right. how much they missed him, what a hole that was in our in our lives. and yeah, a, a fracture that I still mourn that that mm-hmm. substance got in the way of our family.
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm crying again. just for those <laughs> who can't
2: who can't see
0: <laughs> i I ultimately believe that. You know, we, we're told a lot of of lies, really, when it comes to. We're always shared. It's the extremes that are shared on media, whether it's social media or TV or radio or whatever. It's always the extremes, and most of us fall in the middle somewhere. I firmly believe that whether whether you believe that it comes from uh, your faith or you're just a human doing your best, we all, if we just take a moment to be still in, in whatever judgment or, or assumption or anything that we see on someone else is if we take that moment to just be still and listen, we already know the right answer. We already know the answer, but it's easier to look outside
2: for the answer. Yeah. It's easier to look outside because we don't have to be vulnerable to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm So I just role modeled how I looked into my experience of a very painful part of my childhood, having my brother not get to live with us.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I thought, imagine, okay, imagine if it were like my brother was gay Mm -hmm. and my parents couldn't, I mean, they didn't choose that, but you know, I just, just take enough little pieces from your past and put it in. You have to be very vulnerable to say, what are the common threads right. and what decision would I make?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This requires you to not live in such a black and white world.
0: Absolutely.
2: That right. said, I do believe that there are two forces that fight, you know, mm-hmm. Chinese philosophy, the yin and yang, I call it God mm-hmm. and Satan. And I think in any given moment we are choosing which we zone. Mm-hmm. right? but it never said in the Bible that Jesus went up to a gay person and said, Mm -hmm. yeah, cast stones at him. In fact, the woman caught in adultery, which, you know, is listed as one of the 10 commandments to not have sex with someone who's not your spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. That's one of the, the big 10 biggies. Yeah. He still said you without sin cast the first stone. And so that's something that I'm like, okay, you know, again, I just don't have the answers. That's a role model to me that well, we respond with love. And you <laughs> likewise probably think I am a crazy Jesus lover. Who's just a little bit too over the top. And Jesus is, I mean, I can look and go, she probably thinks that's crazy, you know, but you've never given me any poop about it. In fact, you're no. my media company. You're just like, yep. Yeah. Uh, my niece, who's, that's, um, that's the leader we love. Yeah, I have a niece who's um, atheist and um, she was helping me before she got her um, her master's degree with some business things. And so she was going to help me do a blog and I hadn't gotten it finished. And she said, I can finish it for you. And I said, well, you're gonna write in my voice. And she goes, yes, it's easy. Jesus, God, blessed, so blessed, so blessed, God, so blessed. And I was like, <laughs> yep, that's pretty oh, much you my, get me. yeah, yeah. Yes. And she wrote this blog <laughs> And my mother says, that's one of the best ones you've ever written. <laughs> you know, and she does not believe that there is a God, but yet she loves mm-hmm. and honors me. And so
0: absolutely,
2: this is so important. So I wanted to go into the yeah. sex part of it. So it. I guess that makes this episode mature content. But for anyone a who's
0: not safe for work, we're yeah. not
2: going to be going into the how to going to be going into yes (laughs) so i'll set it up with this story i had um a friend of mine when i lived in the dc area so this would have been um 96 97 who said i was the most heterosexual person that she knew Mm -hmm. and i was like and again this is you know 20 plus years ago right and so being described as heterosexual instead of my name lita Mm -hmm. (laughs) right i was just kind of like um okay (laughs) <laughs> and she you know in the conversation of me kind of asking her why that was is because I wasn't uncomfortable receiving a hug from someone who was so obviously a lesbian mm-hmm. and in the DC community if you had a problem with people of you know different sexual orientations you would have been very uncomfortable you know and yeah. the deaf yeah. community yeah. that I lived in again you'd be very uncomfortable but I was just kind of like because she goes you know hearing you mean, know, she um uh, she said um um, heterosexual people just imagine what we're doing in bed and i was like um i'm gonna speak for myself and i've asked a few people over the years i have never looked at another couple and thought anything about that <laughs> i'm not even mean you know, <laughs> that is private and hollywood makes sexuality between humans um public and i feel like the religious right should be more upset with Hollywood making fun of married couples and sex being in front of everyone, then being upset about what two men might be doing together that are consenting okay. adults.
0: Right. Behind closed doors and not in public.
2: Right. right. Because I don't, I personally do not enjoy seeing a heterosexual couple doing tongue in front of me. Like mm-hmm. there was this uh, couple on the Metro And it was funny because on one Metro, there was these two men that would be making out Mm -hmm. and another Metro, there were this couple that would make out, you know, a man and a woman that would make out. And I didn't like either, but Mm -hmm. I was like, both of them, I'm like, find a room, you know? And, um, you know, I, I think it's important that children see affection between their parents
3: Mm -hmm. because it Mm -hmm. shows
2: yeah, male and male, female and female, male and female. I think it's important that there's the occasional slap on the rear end. There's acute, mm-hmm. affectionate kisses. There's lingering glances because it should show that love is safe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not yeah. just
2: two people living together. Ah, I guess we're roommates, you know, it's oh, right? Showing yeah. that all the little giddy feelings of belonging do have a place and, and that real love is not what Hollywood depicts. Mm hmm. It's not drama because any couple that's together, it's called communication. Right. Yeah. And so I, I want, you know, kind of the LGBT community. I don't think they're going around imagining heterosexual sex, nor do they need to because of Hollywood. No. <laughs> you don't look at couples and <laughs> say, that's how they get it on.
0: Correct. No, no. Yeah. Mostly I'm like, I wonder if they're nice. Can we be friends? or are we not going to get along very well this will be interesting and so you know she was a 20 year old in her defense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you
2: know who was probably still working through her own things and i've heard similar things from um you know younger 20 something heterosexual people
0: right but right part of maturing is
2: knowing the difference between private and public Mm mm-hmm because when we're a five-year-old, we don't know that peeing in front of our neighbor is not something we socially do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. If you're fifty peeing in front of your neighbor, that's a problem.
0: There it's are laws against that.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, it's called a decent <laughs> exposure. <laughs> right. Right. You know? And I think it's important that uh, for the when people get gutturally offended when I hear mm-hmm. that oh, they're they're gay, I'm thinking why is it because you are thinking, you know, because they they refer to, you know, particularly um, gay sex, you'll hear really crude terms.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't even
2: want to say them. Right. And, um, you know, to me, that just says, oh, well, that's your issue is you're imagining mm-hmm. the sex
3: mm-hmm. where
2: healthy, right. sexualized, right. sexual, comfortable people don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that there's And you kind of uh, addressed what I feel is a little bit of an issue in general um, with the, the us and them that happens with specifically between heterosexual and especially religious heterosexual people and the LGBT community is that everything is gay X, Y, or Z. It's not just X, Y, or Z. It's not just... Marriage or sex or relationship or parenting—it's gay, sex, marriage, relationship or parenting. So yeah, and it's yeah, so interesting. Right.
2: Why I can't we well, have a female boss? Why not? Right. Yeah. Just why exactly. can't just be a boss? Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be right. the girl babe
0: thing. Girl it, exactly. Boss, right. right.
2: Like we are either competent or we are not.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Very good point. You're right. Which you know, again, you see the same thing with um, the black.
0: Um, mm-hmm. black
2: cop or the black or the white cop or the the black um you know victim mm-hmm. it's like no the victim right i yeah. do think yeah. that in general if we drop these labels i mean i advocate for this i have speeches mm-hmm. on this maybe i'll write a book on it one day you know yeah yeah
0: but the, how damaging labels are they are it's interesting because chris and i talk about this all the time labels for me personally have they're kind of a double-edged sword Because on one hand, you can get yourself so wrapped up in these words to describe who you are as a person versus being a person and showing who you are. But at the same time, we're human beings and all we have is words really to communicate with each other. And so I think that having umbrella terms or even more specific terms. So for example, non-binary is an umbrella term for anything that falls in between an absolute male or absolute female. But there's a lot that goes on inside of that. There's right. there's gender fluid, there's gender queer, there's all, all sorts of things. And
2: it's still evolving into
0: Absolutely. more
2: because our culture is allowing a space that people can discuss this and figure these things out.
0: Right, right. And without having labels, I think for myself, they've helped me realize that what what I'm feeling about my identity isn't abnormal. It sort of puts a little bit of, um, oh, well, someone else felt this too. So that makes me feel like I'm not just this weird outcast of a human who doesn't belong anywhere or there's no words to describe me except for appearance
2: right and we we all need it's on the hierarchy of needs right you know and I love which I wanted to point out when you said we all, all we all need and a lot of people will start the all need with we all need to feel belonging you started it with clean water which I was like yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know, it just shows your empathy, right? Because, you know, I have a project bringing clean water to the Native Americans yes, because yes. it should be a human right. But it shows your depth of empathy that you're starting with clean water, where most mm-hmm. people start it with, we all need belonging. And we, it's true, right. we all do need belonging, but you've chosen to think about that at a deeper level, which is like another reason I love you, right? Because when you find out someone doesn't have these, you know, food. Right. You know, like during the, during the pandemic, you know, that ill affected poor people
3: mm-hmm. and still is mm-hmm. because
2: these children who have working, you know, maybe a single mom or working parents, both of them don't have access to the internet. You know, it's really easy for someone in position of power and privilege to say, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, you mm-hmm. just don't go to just stay at home. Well, yep. I had a doctor's appointment that had to happen. Um, towards the end of shelter in place and I was really hungry and so I I stopped and grabbed something and every worker there I could just tell by looking at them did not have a choice but to be there Mm -hmm. there were not the teenagers that you know this was the mom around my Mm -hmm. age probably a single mom you know you just you could just you could just sense it that they didn't they were afraid of COVID too
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: they didn't have a choice they
0: need a job right right
2: because they needed water and food,
0: yeah, yep, And here yeah.
2: I had, you know, a, you know, a Mormon size food pantry and storage room, which people who don't aren't familiar with my faith, we, we hoard food so we can share with our neighbor <laughs> in case there's a pandemic. <laughs> um, okay, so I I love this. We're talking about how they everyone needs belonging, and how do we balance belonging with the toxicity of labels? I feel like where we're kind of yeah trickling around because you know I have made a career out of fighting that I am fat I am ugly I am dumb Mm -hmm. labels. you know that's Mm -hmm. my first book is all about how to break down those negative labels that you're just given yeah and I think what you're telling tell me if I'm incorrect we're talking about self-described labels that make people feel more open instead of closed
0: right yes absolutely and in addition to that respecting that if someone doesn't use my labels whatever they are whether it's um whether I identify as female or male or religious or not or conservative or liberal or whatever the label is that I put on myself if someone else doesn't identify themselves in that way it doesn't mean that it's offensive to me it has nothing to do with me They're living their own life with their own labels and their own issues and their own happiness. And by putting our expectations of our own labels on someone else, we're causing this rift. We're causing this, this offensive and defensive behavior rather than just allowing people to, to be on their own personal journey
2: with whatever that is. Okay. So for the religious right, which again, I'm not a spokesperson for, but let's say sure. I wanted to convert you to, to yeah. Jesus, right? Uh-huh. Which if I were to say, I didn't want to convert you to Jesus, I'd be a bad Christian because we are told in the Bible that we are to be such a light that people come to us and want to know more about Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. right.
2: So it's not that if you came to me and said, you know, Lita, tell me more about your scripture that I would say, no, Shayla, it's not for you. You won't like Jesus. No, I'm going to be like yes, right? And (laughs) you know, and and you know, sometimes religious circles will talk about when we get to heaven. Your friends will say, "Why didn't you tell me?" And yeah, but I'm like, I did tell you Mm -hmm. because I live my life. So it's up to you. I don't get to. I always joke that you can. We all want the the horse to drink, and you can salt Mm -hmm. their hay to make them drink. But if you force their water, your their head under the water. It's called waterboarding. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) That's drowning. Right, right.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's also laws against that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we don't have to worry about say, I don't have to worry about saving your soul because if I'm living right,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right. Then I am having those conversations with you that you're right. comfortable talking to me and I'm comfortable talking to you.
0: Right. And yes.
2: so if we get to heaven and, you know, you know, let's say, you know, you're you're one religion and I'm another religion, and we get to heaven and Jesus is like, by the way, this is a religion that's right, he's still going to bless the person who did the best they could.
0: Absolutely. He judges our character.
2: Right. And so mm-hmm. I feel like we get really lost in this. And I feel like it shows a little bit of insecurity in your faith. And I'm calling out those that are fellow believers.
3: Mm-hmm. If
2: we feel like somebody else out there doesn't believe like us is a critique upon us. And and likewise, I feel like when someone gets mad that I don't use the right pronoun, to Mm -hmm. me, it says insecurity. Right. Yeah. And that might be because they're new in it or whatever. But I'm like, if you're comfortable with who you are, why does my, like you just said it so beautifully. Why does my having to use that pronoun that important? Mm Because I know I'm hotness. Is that trivializing (laughs) it to say that? Because I know that's just a nickname, but it's not, because it was something that I became.
0: It's still a label that you choose and, right. and, and that you use for yourself. So um, whether it's a pronoun label or any other label, it's, it doesn't really, really matter. But I would say that in the same way that if you were to walk into the LGBTQ community as you are and no one understood your heart, there would be judgment there the same way
2: that I've experienced that and been kind of surprised Mm -hmm. because nowadays the terminology would be, well, I'm an ally, right? Yeah. You know, and I even had someone who tried to get me fired from an interpreting job because it was two women and a man flirted with me. I was at work. I did not flirt back with him and I Mm -hmm. wasn't even interested in him. So there was no like (laughs) glances Mm -hmm. and they tried to get me fired because I was straight. And it was kind of like, there's a lot of straight people.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 And, and the reason why you would receive be received that way is because of not because of you, but because of trauma that's been, that they've experienced from other people. And the same is true for potentially, if I were to walk into, um, a church as I am, or if someone came to, let's say I was giving a speech about something that was LGBTQ, um, related, Mm-hmm. They may feel the same way because of their past experiences. Right. So if we can put that away and put there's there's an interesting thing I ask myself. Well, I think when... with the
2: religious side of that equation, mm-hmm. uh-huh. our doctrine says that we should welcome you, especially right, right, because yeah, you know, the person that comes in, you know, we're all you know, per, uh, there's an analogy that I like to use that you know, sitting in a garage doesn't make you a car. Any more than church makes you a Christian,
0: right? Your church, for me,
2: people say, "Well, Lita, you don't need to go to church." And I'm like, "Well, I go to business meetings to to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, I listen to all different kinds of podcasts and I read books and I'm surrounding myself with good media. Church is the opportunity that I've set aside to assess my relationship with God and it's my ultimate accountability. So I need to go to church because I'm not perfect. And Mm -hmm. doctrinally, if I were perfect, um, you know, there's the thing in the Bible that I'd be quickened and taken up to heaven. But I have not been seeing a lot of people that just magically disappear. Uh, (laughs) Uh You know, absolutely. um, You know, taken up in a light. So, evidently, you know, we, so you should be able to walk into church and be received kindly, but it's our Mm -hmm. judgment. Mm -hmm. To be blunt, our judgment if that person's sin is too big of a deal.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something that anytime I feel an insecurity about anything, whatever it is, something I have to ask myself, and I wish more people would, would ask themselves this, and I hope this resonates with people, but what I have to ask myself is, is this a current Shayla issue, or is this a past Shayla issue? Mm. Am I responding to current Shayla's life and experiences or am I responding to past Shayla's experiences? Oh,
2: Shayla, that's so good. That's so good.
0: Because it you're asking yourself you right if out you of it.
2: triggered or not
0: to use absolutely. terminology today. Yep. Yep. And um, absolutely.
2: On social media, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it's very, it's very easy for people to, you know. I was recently called a sexist, which I wasn't quite sure how I did that. Maybe it's my masculine energy. I don't know. Right. (laughs) But I'm just kind of like, okay. And I've even had, you know, people call me a racist that they were blonde and blue eyed. And I've sometimes get mistaken for being Hispanic, you know, and it's like, okay. And there was, there was a time that I was, you know, about to marry a boy who was, you know, very dark Mm -hmm. black, you know, and I would have had little um, you know, mulatto children to use the terminology of the past. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny when people accuse me of stuff, but I'm also really big on if somebody throws an insult at you, let's be clear where that insult's coming from.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
2: their inner demons. Right. And once you participate in this name flinging mm-hmm. by just trying to defend yourself, then you're yeah. playing into their inner demons. If you know, in your heart, that you're not a racist or a sexist or a homophobe. Um, you know, I was posting a picture, I posted a picture of Denzel Washington and evidently that was me trying to align myself with the black community. I'm like, no, I just liked what Denzel Washington said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course we notice color, of course. And this is one mm-hmm. of the things for the transgender community that I think is so hard for them. The first thing that we as human beings, we have been programmed by our DNA It is Mm -hmm. immutable at this point. It takes DNA thousands of years to evolve to changes, right? The first thing we see, we need to know when we see another human being, is they're they male or female? Mm -hmm. And I was leading a makeup class talking about this and we'll come back to it. And then the next thing we see is color. Mm -hmm. And the next thing we see is size and movement. So, you know, ancient caveman, can I sleep with that (laughs) and then make babies with it? Um, Is that healthy? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that of my tribe? Right. Mm-hmm. And to, yeah. you know, is that the sachet of sexy hips or is that aggressive aggression?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So all of these things played into ancient caveman, but to say, I didn't notice they were black is actually a really stupid thing because your DNA saw it.
0: Yeah. But yeah. when you
2: see someone who's transitioning, who's not clearly one or the other human nature, human DNA is going to take second glances. hmm And so, because I'm aware of this, sometimes when I catch myself making a double glance, I will catch their eye and I will smile at them. Mm -hmm. Just like when I see a homeless person not saying the same thing, but I realize that person may have been looked at over. Right. That I will, you know, catch their eye and say, God bless you.
0: Right. Right. Because ultimately it doesn't matter what our thought process is. It matters how we behave. Because
2: thoughts, as I make the comparison, is like poop. We all have them. It's what we Mm -hmm. do with it. We don't smear our poop on our neighbor. (laughs) We have to have a disposal system for the thoughts that don't serve us.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And so I think when people
2: are yelling, you know, you're a homophobe, you're a racist, you're a sexist, they're really telling you, I struggle with this. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, like, great, but I don't. So don't put your... You know, mm-hmm. your thing on me. Do I have ways that I could pr- improve? Absolutely. That's why I have conversations with you, mm-hmm. how I can be more loving, because as a Christian, I don't want my words to hurt someone else.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. and i I appreciate your openness. I think that it's funny when we we describe some of our clients to people and uh, and you come up, some people are like, "Really? Really?" <laughs> How does, how is that? Because most people understand that that's, that we are not religious people. That is not generally the circles that we run in. Those are not the people who we surround ourselves with generally. And it's, it's interesting for people to already make assumptions without knowing. Uh, Thankfully, most of those people who ask us, they ask us to elaborate. Oh, what's that like? Versus. You know, instantly taking that as an opportunity to be slanderous in in, in some way, but um, well, they could
2: just be being like, "How do you deal with her? She's got a lot <laughs> of energy." <laughs> and it might not have anything to do with my Jesus. Talk. Right? It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I tell my kids, "Don't pick your friends because they're like you. Mm-hmm. Pick your friends because they are people of character." Yeah. And so, yep. for my kids in our religion, we don't drink. Mm -hmm. And so if you go to a party and your friends are like, oh, whatever, mom and dad are not here. Those are not Mm -hmm. good friends. Mm -hmm. If you go to a party and I've had this happen where um, people have spiked my drink. And I've also had people that have switched my drink and other people who do drink, get mad at them for trying to trick me. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, a funny story. One time this lady decided to call me out and my friend, bless her heart, who probably was in the, the camp of alcoholism, almost got in a fist fight with her for giving me crap about choosing not to drink. That's a good friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I
2: know if I went to a party with you and there mm-hmm. was alcohol there and you walked in and you knew I was coming, you would say, we need to find soda or bottled water for Lita.
0: Right. Because right. Lita's going to and
2: she's going to have nothing to drink. Mm -hmm. And water is my drink of choice, which always baffles people.
0: Same. Followed by milk.
2: (laughs) Which again, baffles them even more, (laughs) you know? And likewise, if I went to a party and it was going to be all Christian people and I knew that Shayla was going to come, I'd be like, hey guys, my friend Shayla's coming. She's in the LGBT community. Don't make it weird. (laughs) And if you do, you got, you got to take it up with me. Right?
0: Right. Yep. And yeah, absolutely. why don't we
2: why don't we advocate
0: for each other like that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. We absolutely should. And and I love one of the I love having a friend who because it's so easy to surround yourself with like minded people, which is sometimes a good thing and you need that support in that way. But the reason I love this friendship is because we can come to each other and say, I don't understand this. X, Y, or Z. This is why we can open that up to discussion. We don't have to choose our words carefully. We don't have to worry about anyone being offended. And we know that we have the same value set at the end of the day. Our foundations are all the same and we care about each other. And which makes us, that's what's important.
2: Which makes us like-minded.
0: Absolutely. Yep, so definitely. we just
2: don't agree on one or two things. Mm-hmm. And right. I think of my marriage with my, my lover, man, Nathan, we don't agree on everything.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And yet we have a thriving, awesome marriage,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: on the values and mm-hmm. the trajectory of our lives, we do agree. Right. And so yeah. because religion so important to me, that had to be on the same page, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I don't, we're not married. Right. You Correct. know, though you've offered to help me find a wife, <laughs> that, which is a whole other joke. <laughs> I that's keep a whole other episode. About how I want a wife. And they're like, well, you know, and so I just think that's hilarious. Because <laughs> you weren't really offering to do that because that poor lady you know, <laughs> she'd be like, I am the third wheel in this marriage. It is not working for me. Oh, this is not fun. <laughs> yeah. I want to be an equal partner. Right. So, um, we kind of hit on some deep topics with, um, cause I wanted to hit the other thing about, you know, transgender children, mm-hmm. um, as my suggestion, and you can help me kind of put this out to the transgender community as a professional image consultant and makeup artist mm-hmm. that, I worry about the transgender specifically, you know, people transitioning to female Mm -hmm. that you don't always have to be
0: the perfectly dressed female. Right. Perfectly made up. Yeah.
2: Perfectly done. And that is okay. And I worry about it when I see people that are transitioning or have transitioned that they're always perfect and they feel like they always have to be women have fought Mm -hmm. really hard for the right to not have to wear a corset
0: mm-hmm. to not mm-hmm.
2: just be trophies because of what we look like.
0: Right. And yeah.
2: yet when, when I professionally, like I was telling you about that group that I was doing a makeup thing for, and I mentioned things about our DNA and how we see things. Mm-hmm. And I was just sharing this information because it's, you know, important that you wear colors that match you correctly. You can't wear the colors that are in style. You have to wear the colors that look good on you. They mm-hmm. happen to be in style. Great. It's your season Shop more. Right. <laughs> and, most of the audience was in the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And as I said it, I was like, whoa. And we ended up having this amazing discussion about evolution and how we see things and how we perceive. And, you know, it was something that was kind of simple to me, like, well, duh, you don't wear the wrong colors, was this really profound, like, what? So when they're double looking at me, a transition to female, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily judging me. right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, here's this little gift. Let me wrap it up for you. Right. But our yeah. brains have to know is it male or female. Mm-hmm. And so I want I want women that are, um, you know, now female to understand that if you choose to present as male one day, I don't. I'm not going to assume there's a problem with you. You just didn't want to do all that work. And as I'm doing this video with you, I did not do all the work. <laughs> and it's funny because people will get upset with me. Um, I actually had an experience today where somebody was like, wow, you're, you're really not what you seem like. And I said, oh, I just had surgery. And they were like, oh, cause I knew exactly where they were going. Right. Cause I'm moving really slowly. My energy levels are down. I don't have any makeup on. I have fluffy clothes. And I only look about three months pregnant versus seven months pregnant because mm-hmm. I just had <laughs> abdominal surgery. And so I immediately knowing where they were going, because it's happened so many times being judged Mm -hmm. when I am looking like a normal human being Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: that they get upset with it. And you see it with people in the the public eye, like I am and any transgender person automatically gets put in the public eye because of their uniqueness. Right. I want them to feel the freedom to understand they don't have to do that work every day. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we need to male or female that we are more than who we sleep with. We are more than what we look like. Yep. And if it's that we're all human beings and deserve the same respect, or we're Mm -hmm. all children of God, we can combine and you, we can combine on that. And we don't get to label someone else.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Individually, if that label makes you feel empowered, then I will use that label for you. If that's Mm -hmm. the label you want, hotness, She, they, he—just you've got to teach me. Just like people may not automatically look at me and know that I am hotness,
0: right? Exactly.
2: Right. (laughs) I will use that, and that's totally fine. But we do not—we are not allowed to use labels of demeaning and negative Mm -hmm. energy. And then we have to root that out in ourselves. And we cannot label other people like, "Oh, you're liberal. You're political. You're conservative. You're whatever." You know, right. let people define themselves and let's encourage each other to define ourselves in the most uplifting mm-hmm. kind. Doesn't matter if you get it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be putting she hotness. Maybe, I don't know, because that'd be kind of funny, but I'm not planning on <laughs> putting that on my pronouns, right? Sure. Yeah. But other people that that's really, if you look at it, that's them saying, I'm willing to have this conversation with you.
0: Right, right. And putting, regardless of a person's gender identity, putting their, um, even if you're a a cisgendered person and you're, for instance, your pronouns are she, her, the the biggest purpose of including that, let's say on an email signature or anywhere else where the public might see it is to normalize it, um, is to say that it's okay for us to understand better. Where how we identify ourselves. And I think it's even more important actually for cisgendered people to do that so that it doesn't seem like those who aren't cisgendered are outing themselves or aren't the odd person out. Right, right, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because they have a preference. So I would, I mean, and it's it's not something, it's not a change that anyone expects to see overnight as far as behavior goes, except for the respect part, Mm -hmm. which should have just be a given anyway.
2: Right. It should be. And and again, um, you know, you get resistance because um, teaching kids about heterosexual sex in the kindergarten, I'm going to push back against. Sure. Yeah. And we have them teaching about LGBTQ sex in kindergarten. I'm going to push against that, not because I don't like LGBTQ people, but because I want my child to have the freedom to figure out what Joey or Susan or Dolly is, and they are still trying to figure out what male or female is. So if you look at human Mm -hmm. development, it's too soon. That's where I think there's a pushback when we start involving kids. But we Mm -hmm. all agree, you and I agree, you know, parents are just doing their best for their kids. Absolutely. You know, and in the cultural shifts, maybe we can say, hey, let's not be going to the kids. We're going to leave parenting up to the parents.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's very scary to me when we're moving parenting into the court of law, unless you're hitting your kid. Right. Yeah. What you're teaching your children is your own business and your own right as a parent. And the religious right and the, and the LGBT community should be standing with each other to be able to have the right to teach our children and have government be out of it hmm. Because then, what are we going to? You know, I, I feel like if you go down this road of government deciding if people can transition or not,
0: yeah,
2: it's yeah. that to me is that's like a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And government's not the solution to our answers to our problems. The solution is having conversations like this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, you know, you're not my first friend in the LGBT community. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't say that like as a defensive thing, but I've had to have, you know, the, the, I don't even remember my, my first childhood friend when he came out as gay, I was like, oh, okay. You know? So it's something Mm -hmm. I've always been around, but for those people who've never had maybe that it might Mm -hmm. be awkward for them as they learn about different ways of being, just like it's awkward for people to meet someone who likes Jesus so much.
0: Right. Yeah. That's an awkward
2: thing too. Mm-hmm. And it's really Absolutely. awkward for people when they meet me and they say, You're really fun. And I'm like, Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Because they're not sure how to handle someone who can take a compliment and be like, Yeah, I'm amazing. Yeah. Right. And I just think everybody should know their own amazing. Mm-hmm. To own it. So I agree. I agree. My friend, you're the best. We could go on again for hours. Hours and hours. Yes. <laughs> hours and hours because we have had these conversations and I hope that we can have them again. And maybe when there's something in the political arena that we could comment in such a way that yeah. can give people a safe place to discuss these kind of things because it's sad yeah. to see the the fighting and the angst. Mm-hmm. And we just all yeah. need
0: to step out of that. I agree. I agree. And I just want to put it out there, if anyone has more questions, they're absolutely welcome to reach out to me. Um, privately I can be found on social media under Shayla Don, S H A L A Don, um, send me a message and just remember always, if you feel yourself having a negative reaction or getting worked up about something that you ask yourself, is this current me reacting or is this past me reacting? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And just, you know, letting people, letting people be, assume the best of others, like we were Absolutely. taught in kindergarten. Yeah. garden and search for out for empathy, mm-hmm. search, you know, put yourself in their shoes. And even if you don't understand what their shoes look like or why, whatever, mm-hmm. try to put yourself in other people's shoes, because then you can find a place of empathy and caring for them that will allow you to have a conversation with them. But when we are judging others, you know, as the Bible says, we will be judged, you know, many fold with whatever judgment we put out. And I'm mm-hmm. constantly checking myself because it is human behavior to judge other people, and not yeah. making any judgments is a psychological problem.
0: Mm-hmm. If I'm in a
2: dark alley and a big guy comes at me. He might be a teddy bear, but I'm going to make a judgment. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. And that's you know. But just because we find ourselves in situations where we're, it's a knee jerk to make those judgments. When you get out of the dark alley, maybe ask yourself why you made that, and if it was a yeah. good one or not, and just. Always have that conversation with yourself because Mm -hmm. that's how you get to know you. And it takes a lot of vulnerability and humility, but getting to know yourself through the challenge and joy of other people is why I think we have each other. Yes. If God wanted us all the same, he would have made us the same.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. A little
2: bit of, a little bit of amen, right? (laughs) This is... (laughs) She's like, no, I don't. No,
0: <laughs> I don't do. The amen. Amen.
2: Amen. <laughs> she just did the hands of the air, just because she's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Shayla, and thank I, you. I love you, and I respect you, and so much of what you said in this was going to be so beautiful for the people that are in, you know, quotation marks my camp,
1: because mm-hmm. you
2: echoed so much of what Christianity teaches which just goes to teach that if we really boil down to what our pure pureness is, we all really do feel the same, but we're all different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, and I love you. I love you more. (laughs) (laughs) The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.
1: The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Van Garrett Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that and at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? <laughs> this is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO to email campaigns to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, 2Rs, two 2Ts, two or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801 801-386- 386 3896. Mention this ad and get 100 bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896 or check us out on Facebook Van Garrett Media.